0: Welcome into the Husker twenty four seven podcast. We got a quick addition for you today. Noah Vedral announces his intention to be a graduate transfer. Would have two years of eligibility after graduating from the University of Nebraska later this week. Vedral came to Nebraska, joining Scott Frost and company after originally being at UCF. Was part of the one year run uh, that UCF had with McKinsey Milton. He was a main backup there, and then transferred. To Lincoln, uh, part of a multi-generational family that has ties to Nebraska. Uh, He started, I believe, two games for Nebraska in his career, the Minnesota game, the Indiana game this past year. Nebraska lost both of them. However, he played well in each of them um, at varying times, showing the capability of handling the offense. Gentlemen, and I'm joined, joined by Michael Brunson, brian christopherson whose name i totally yeah, just me. forgot for a second there me. sorry brian sorry right. it, it wasn't intentional uh noah vedril leaves i don't think this changes who was the one two on the def chart but it does have some ramifications for each quarterback on the roster what are your initial thoughts after learning about noah vedril's departure start with you
1: brian um I'm not stunned. I, I think it had been building for a while, uh, a little bit behind the scenes. So I don't think this was sudden to anybody over in North stadium. Um, I think he's very well respected by coaches and teammates over there. And uh, they also, there's also an understanding, you know, the guy's a competitor and he wants to play um, and try to win a starting job somewhere. And he kind of sees the writing on the wall probably here at Nebraska where it is going to be tough to do that. And uh, so he wants to explore his options. Um, I think this makes it really interesting with, uh, with Logan Smothers as much as anybody, because I kind of agree with you. I kind of think Luke McCaffrey could have positioned himself as that second guy, even if Federal's here, because uh, I think he was uh, trending north by what he did last season. But suddenly Smothers, who only got two practices in before the spring got disrupted, he could sit number three on the depth chart. He could be on the travel score. Who knows if we're traveling or not with the season that's coming. But, you know, he's he's more a part of the equation now than he was. I don't think Nebraska's in desperate measures by any means because of the guys they have. Uh, but I do think it takes away some of the padding that they had built up over the last year in, in kind of the depth that had been uh, accumulated in that room.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's – like Brian said, I mean, it's not a huge surprise. It had been something that – Kind of been rumbling behind the scenes for quite a while. Um, you know that 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 this was a, a possibility after the spring, and especially with him being a two two year grad transfer. Um, you know, I, I think it does. It, it is. It, it kind of has ripple effects. You're right for everybody else. I mean, Logan Smothers, you hit on, and I think it kind of changes maybe what Nebraska thinks about doing with Luke McCaffrey. Um, you know, we heard a lot in. Uh, I guess the start of the spring um, and, and into late last year when, when Luke McCaffrey was playing wide receiver that oh, this guy's a quarterback, he's going to be a quarterback. He's going to train at quarterback. They were going to kind of play things out through the spring and the summer, and then maybe have a conversation with Luke McCaffrey about potentially helping a little bit at another position, wide receiver or whatever. Now, I, I think this probably makes that, if, if, if not less likely, I think Nebraska needs to be a little bit more careful now. Um, you know, obviously, you know, we, we've seen in, in two seasons that Adrian Martinez has been injured. He's missed starts um, because of those injuries. And, you know, in a, a, an offense like Nebraska's, where, where the quarterback run is so prevalent, I mean, I, I think you need to have that solid option as, as a backup. So, you know, does that end up, you know, decreasing Luke McCaffrey's wide receiver reps or whatever uh, in, in practices whenever Nebraska's back in full go. I think so. Um, and, and I think kind of what they choose to do with him now uh, will be a little bit more selective rather than kind of letting him uh, potentially kind of cut loose a little bit at wide receiver just as, a, as another option at that spot.
0: Yeah, I, I think that he's going to really be reined in in terms of, of where he's practicing, and they're going to need him to take as many reps as possible at quarterback because he'd be one play away from being your guy for the duration of however long you need him. So I I think that that is the, the biggest of them. But the the one that is also worth mentioning, even though it wouldn't affect the 2020 season, Nebraska had said – And and Verduzco had said that they want five scholarship quarterbacks. Well, now they're down to three. They don't really have anybody that I think, outside of uh, Heinrich Harburg, that makes a ton of sense. That offer hasn't happened yet. And maybe it's coming. Um, But it it hasn't happened yet, so we don't know for sure. That's the quarterback at Carney Catholic. Nebraska is hoping to see them throw this spring. obviously they can't go on the road and do evaluations. We'll see where things sit for them in June. Uh, I think we're going to find out some more information about the NCAA and what they're going to do with recruiting here in short notice they have basically tried to stay about a month ahead on a lot of these things so um, we'll we'll certainly know more about what it looks like for the June schedule and June recruiting but Nebraska's quarterback recruiting is, is gets a little bit interesting too uh with with Heinrich Harberg. And then there's also the the factor that a lot of people were hoping that there would be a you know quote unquote true competition at quarterback this spring. I don't know how much of competition there would have been if if they were able to have practice if only because I don't know how much Adrian Martinez was going to do coming off of his offseason surgery. So there's there was some questions there. And I also believe that Nebraska's trust in Luke McCaffrey was going to grow quite a bit to the point where with all of the, you know, with, with being able to turn him loose without having to worry about a red shirt. If there was an injury to Adrian Martinez, I think Luke McCaffrey would have been the first guy because of the athleticism and the change that that brings to your offense. So it, there's, there's that aspect as well. Uh, I, I think that Noah will have a nice Career if he gets the opportunity to start somewhere, I put in a crystal ball already for Northern Illinois. I think his relationship with Dan Jackson was really strong. He would have ended up at South Dakota State had Scott Frost not come in and recruited the area of you know Nebraska when he was at UCF. I mean, I I think that that uh, he he would have been at South Dakota State if it wasn't for that because Dan Jackson had done a nice job there. Dan Jackson is now at Northern Illinois. I I don't think that this is. A monster deal as it relates to Nebraska but I think it's just sort of important to kind of run through who's
1: all affected
0: any kind of final thoughts from you guys anything else you want
1: to add here well the big thing to me now is how Luke and this was going to be a big deal anyway but especially now how he comes along in the throw game because we all saw the wheels he has but you know last spring at the spring game and even in those practices preceding he had kind of I think struggled with this consistency there and was still ironing out some things and uh, even though he made some plays throwing the ball they were kind of set up situations that favored him in those games and so that's going to be monster for him because that's an area where I think Noah Vedrill probably had an advantage as of last year on McCaffrey still Uh, maybe some better knowledge of the passing game and more consistency I mean Vedrill went 14 to 16 against Indiana He played very well in that game before getting injured. He had the one play that he wishes he had back where he fumbled it. It ended up being like a 10 or 14-point swing, and uh, that kind of put a damper on the day. Um, But you can see why they loved him as a solid backup, and I think Bruns hit the nail on the head. Um, Now this this takes McCaffrey probably more out of the wide receiver conversation than maybe he would have been. That's just my guess from the outside. In, in
2: kind of talking through the, you know, what what that means for Luke McCaffrey, though, you know, on the one hand, you're you're likely not going to have him as much at say wide receiver, or however they're planning to to maybe use him outside of the quarterback spot. At the same time, that might not be a bad thing that Luke McCaffrey is getting reps at quarterback, is learning the quarterback, continuing to learn the quarterback spot, and and develop there. I mean, in, in some ways you're kind of getting your hand forced a little bit with the development in some ways now that vedral has gone because you have, I mean, he's basically your backup at this point. So, I mean, that that might not be a bad thing given, you know, the fact that McCaffrey only had the one year really as a starter at Valor. I mean, he's still, uh, you know, even last year with the way he was used by Nebraska was still a kind of in you know, trick play type situations, very specific packages for him. So, you know, maybe that ends up uh, helping him a little bit too, just to kind of spin it a little bit, I guess, um, to, in his development as, as a quarterback. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's it's kind of hard to know where he's at and w- without getting to see him in the spring game. But I think, you know, if he can develop as a thrower, I think he can be a pretty darn capable quarterback in this offense.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of the casualties of not being able to to watch spring football or have a spring game or anything like that is that we don't don't really know what Luke looks like or or where he's different at or how he's more comfortable in this offense. And he doesn't know either because he really hasn't had those practices. So uh, certainly if there is a detriment to this, it's losing maybe the most knowledgeable person of your offense – in a year in which you're going to have the least amount of preparation going into the season should a season begin on time in September. So that that's something that I just thought of now. I don't think it's a big deal, um, but it is a little less experience than you would have otherwise in uh, a very unusual time frame. So um, if nothing else, I would like to mention this for those that are tuning in. If you would like to become a member of Husker 24-7 and haven't done so yet, And you're interested in getting CBS All Access, which would allow you to watch, among other things, Picard and all of the Star Treks. I mean, all of the Star Treks. Like, you can go back to when the special effects looked like it was, you know, not all that special, if we're being honest. Uh, You could do that. You can do that with CBS All Access. You can get all of their other shows on America's Most Watched Network. You can get the two of them combined for 50% off in previous iterations, you wouldn't always be able to get that CBS All Access right away. Right now, you'd be able to get everything at once. Go check that out on the website again. Fifty percent off of the annual membership, and so it would be a a pretty nice value for anyone looking to do that. Gentlemen, have you used or watched CBS All Access? What what have you what have you watched? What do you got for me?
2: Well, I I have watched Picard. um, And I also... uh, Star Trek guy.
0: Live long and prosper.
2: (laughs) And and also... You weren't ready for that, were you? No, I wasn't. And also the NFL. You get the NFL uh, on on Sunday on that thing, and that's good to have.
0: All right. Well, we will have another full podcast for you that actually gets into the commitments and the signing of Nebraska's newest basketball player coming from the D2 ranks and... The commitment of Branson Yeager, the offensive lineman out of Utah, plus some thoughts on the NFL draft, the Davis brothers, Lamar Jackson, where Nebraska's position to go with the NFL draft going
1: forward. All that and more on our next podcast, which will be on Thursday.